You are now tuning in to Empower 610, where we power minds one episode at a time. One of our missions here is empowering the creatives and power the community. By empowering the creatives and empowering the community, our whole goal is to empower the culture. What is up, everyone? And welcome to another episode of Empower 610, where we empower minds one episode at a time. And I'd like to just start, since I'm already talking, by saying I will not be saying this intro today. In fact, Mr. Bardalis here will be introducing our two lovely, amazing guests. Who do we got here, Bardalis, a.k.a. Lulu? Well, first of all, you just got right, right into it. Welcome to the Valentine's Day edition. So today... Please, this is not Valentine's Day, I promise you. We have two very special guests. <laughs> I thought it was a third co-host. Yeah, oh. Bright edition. Yeah, yeah. She's, so. she's auditioning. I'm auditioning. <laughs> yeah, so this is the 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 Breakfast Club 610 edition. We have Charlemagne to the right of me. We have Ear. We have uh Angela Yee, aka Bright in the building. AKA okay. Bright Hilarious. What up? <laughs> Empowered <laughs> Breakfast coming soon. And we also have my good friend Paulina in the house. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna let you guys give yourself a quick introduction about your background, and then we're gonna get into the topics of today. Hey, y'all. My name is Bright. Um, I have a tax company for the last three years. I'm born and raised out in Allentown, so I'm with the Empower 610 Energy. Gang. Um, I also have a brand with Nice. It's called Nice and Bright. <laughs> we outside. We outside. 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 Hi, my name's Paulina. I'm a clinically licensed social worker. I specialize in individual therapy and trauma. I was born and raised in the 610 area, and I'm proud to be back and I'm helping my community. On this episode, uh, we're going to focus on a lot of popular topics uh, when it comes to relationships and also just communication and how we can do better moving forward. So that being said, one of the most popular uh, topics that, you know, gets thrown around when people talk about relationships and, and when it comes to also just advice with relationship is like, and every good relationship is great communication. So we're going to get into this topic of what does good communication look like? So first things first, nice and bright. Tell us about your experience and how good communication came into key and what you guys learned between each other. And then we're going to ask Paulina as well. Um, Well, I, I want to say this in all seriousness. I do feel like you have a perspective in that as well. So I don't want you to feel like you're about to be the one asking all the questions because you have experiences. You've been in relationships. So I feel like communication is something everyone can relate to. Um, one thing I want to point out is because I feel like I'm always like counter to a lot of topics. Communication is very important, right? But also like comprehension. Mm-hmm. You can communicate as clear as you want or you think you are. And if the other person doesn't, comprehend it's about reaching like a level of understanding um with us i feel like we communicate uh very well you know she might think differently but i think we're on the same page um but also we make sure that we kind of understand you know where each other's coming from so uh, how did you guys um first off meet how do we meet yeah (laughs) wow yeah (laughs) i'll let her roll the story we was out at an event and i i bagged him all right so you, so you bag nice? Yeah, so pretty much um, we was at an event and Lies. he asked me what color my Jesus was. And <laughs> out of nowhere, I don't know him, you know, he gave me a fake name. Was he wearing the apple bottom um, jeans, boots he, with the fur? He told me his name was uh, John Smith. 
That sounds yeah. like me. Then he asked me what color my Jesus was, and I was, you know, laughing. You know, it was all funny and cute and, and whatever. That moment. So then, around that moment, <laughs> he was like, where y'all going after that? And he followed us to the next spot. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> wow. she, yo, she, she is straight player. He followed, he followed us yeah. to the next spot. You, you heard her. She got the player voice and everything. You know, she he followed, he followed me to the That's spot. how she gets when she's lying. <laughs> when she's full Capricorn, she tried to play it off real smooth. That's really how it went. You didn't have my number. I didn't have your number. And then we was at the next spot. Um, we was vibing. We was chilling. And then I asked you for your number. And then from that day oh forward, you know, God. went downhill. So, had you on my bag. <laughs> downhill. Got you. So so from... More like uphill, but... Uphill, yeah. I know you don't understand direction that very <laughs> from your cool. From your point of view, how did it really go down? Well, there's some facts and there's some fiction. Okay. You know, I was... Uh, me being the uh, helpful community person that I am, uh, I had reached out to uh, her co-host for the podcast that she was on. And... I said, oh, there's this event. Good for networking. Y'all should go. Um, I wasn't sure if I was going to go or not. I usually have my kids on weekends. Um, but I was like, nah, like I'm involved with the board for Movement Moves Media. Shout out to them. Hey. So I went to the event and um, was just in my, you know, in my zone. I saw them and said, what up? And then um, I, you know, watched their podcast all the time as well. So then I was just talking to them. And <laughs> when her co-host went to introduce me, um, I just introduced myself as John Smith, and she was just like, "That's not really your name." And I was, I, you know, I keep a straight face all the time. A mess. And then we was just joking around and chatting for a little bit, and then I did tell him my real name, and then I was just messing with her because I, I don't even remember how the religious thing came up, but I was like, "Yo, what color is you?" Because I said you be? needed Jesus. I said, oh you need Jesus. yeah, see, oh look, we're lying like that. Right. <laughs> I said, "What color is your Jesus?" <laughs> and sometimes I do that to people just for shock value, and you know, at that point she was pretty much bagged. Like, please. You know, so I so so when we you know I did I did I did help out at the event at the end and was talking to some people, um they had left and then uh I had talked about meeting up with them. We were talking about going to the after party originally. I think it was going to be at Love's Lounge or one of those other. Yeah, spots. shout out to them. But um, <clears throat> they ended up going to like East Siders, and uh they hit me up and I was like mm, I might come out, but then I was like Nah, I'm gonna go. Shorty kind of cool. I wanted to pull up on her right quick. And then we was there chilling, hanging out, vibing. She was about to call an Uber. And I was like, you know what? Cancel that. We out. Please. <laughs> that didn't happen? Okay. Yeah, So kinda. That didn't... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. So we're going to leave it yeah, to the comments. Got it. We definitely going to leave it to the comments. Whose story do you believe? This is a whole thing. Who got whose number? Oh, my God. I, I was like, you you want my number? He didn't ask for my number. I definitely I backed him. You want to finish explaining like what really happened? Or you want to... Yeah, I got talking? in your car. We talked for hours in your car. Yeah, we was we was we was in the car parked by her crib, chatting it up, and then all of a sudden, like we were still chatting. So I, you know, I was chilling. I didn't really feel like going home yet, but we was just, you know, talking for a bit. Then all of a sudden, like mid sentence, she's like, "I'm gonna go. We should probably change numbers." <laughs> like just like mid sentence. So I, you know, I was gonna get her number regardless. I don't know why she tried to act like she bagged somebody. I bagged you. And then I, no, you didn't stop. And then after that, she was trying to, you know, play games how some women be doing. And I just started pulling up on her. I said, stop playing, yo. <laughs> That's really that funny. Didn't happen. Whatever. <laughs> Should oh, I wish I would have recorded that conversation in she, the car driving back from Philly. She, all, yeah, you really did bag me. It's all good. I was mad drunk. She was over there playing Usher's Confessions, <laughs> singing karaoke in the car. You really did bag me. I'm gonna keep telling people that. We get out here, she starts lying. Whatever. That's crazy. <laughs> Watch when we get home. <laughs> so 
Question Pauli, uh, for Paulina. So for for you with your line of work, have you worked with any couples uh, recently? And tell us a little bit about, um, you know, with your line of work, what's a good um, sign of like good communication? What's a couple of signs with bad communication that you see? Yeah, so I've worked with families and um, individuals who they come in primarily with their stressors. It's primarily their relationship. And I've seen, um, I've helped couples and and family situations. The parents or the guardians kind of uh, work through some of their struggles in the home system. And with the communication, um, I have to second what Nye said. When when he said that comprehension, I want want to add on to that and say that empathy Mm. is also um, another key to communication. People barely emphasize communication or focus on communication, um, especially on social media and things like that when they're trying to give dating advice. But, you know, someone can tell you something as simple and paint a picture for you and write it out and have you recite it back. But if you don't understand and empathize with what they're trying to tell you, it really doesn't matter what they're saying to you. So um, more than communication, being able to say what you're feeling, but the other person be be able to feel what you're saying and understand where you're coming from is more important. Well, let me ask you a question because I feel like he kind of left you off the hook. He went right into your occupational bag. Mm. (laughs) You're a whole human first. Mm. You're in a relationship, right? Yeah. So how does this knowledge and this communication play out in your relationships? Because you've been licensed for five years, correct? I've been in practice for five years. So, and, and this is something I'm like just generally curious about too. Like with the knowledge that you've learned through going through your training, working in the field, Do you feel like that has helped you with your communication in your relationships? Yeah, it's definitely helped me since I've been in this this field and profession be much more empathetic or try to understand where my partner is coming from a lot more. I've Mm -hmm. definitely been selfish in the past, self-centered and not understand or even try to see their perspective because, you know, when you're caught up in in trying to get your needs met and Mm -hmm. um, communicate what your feelings are, sometimes that overshadows what they're trying to reciprocate to you about what your, what maybe what negative behaviors you're presenting that are upsetting them. Yeah. No, I think that's real. And I appreciate that because it's like authentic. You didn't like let yourself out of it. And I think that's another thing that's important in um communication, relationships, friendships, romantic, whatever, because I feel like sometimes people and I, and, and I don't want to just say social media, but sometimes people always want to portray something as they're never the, the wrong person. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's just that's just not a way to live. Like, we're going to be right. We're going to be wrong. But we can find a middle ground for, like, mutual understanding. And you hit it on the head as far as the empathy because I feel like that's something her and I talk about a lot is Mm -hmm. how we're both, like, generally empathetic for, like, people but then also making sure we have empathy for one another. But also her and I talk about this. You know, sometimes we're so empathetic with other people, we don't give ourselves empathy. So mm-hmm. she'll see me doing too much or trying to help out somebody too much or whatever. And she'll be like, yo, nice. You got to like chill. Like you're doing all of this and you're not calming down for yourself. And so I'm like, and I always tell her, but yo, I, let me try to make sure I listen versus mm-hmm. just try to go into my habit, whatever that habit is. Yeah, and I, I think definitely like knowing your self-worth before even getting into a relationship with someone else is super important um, because if you don't know your self-worth, then you start self-doubting yourself and just going into it like the wrong way. Yeah. How do you feel like communication has played out for you? Good, bad, or indifferent in oh, well, relationships? I, I feel like I I got better with it over time. And then just like I used to suck at it because it was, it was um, 
hard to figure out like how different people communicate because what worked in one relationship doesn't necessarily work in the next because everyone's different. So it's kind of like learning everyone's communication style and also not generalizing because I feel like in today's age with like TikTok and everything like that, there's a bunch of generalizations, especially with like all the gender wars that's going on and people just get put under one category and like everyone's the same. Everyone's a red flag. Everyone's toxic. And that's one of the reasons why me and you talked about creating this episode here because a lot of the time when, you know, people hear about like, you know, two guys having a podcast, they automatically go to like, oh, you know, this is about to be this this certain type of content and things like that. And at one point we even got uh, confused. Oh, yeah. Yo, I forgot about that. You remember that? I remember that. Jordy was trying to read me for filth on the internet. And I'm like, right. y'all don't think you know who you talking to. Yeah, she, <laughs> she that was wild. She didn't. She didn't even listen. She didn't even wow. listen to any of the content. Just started commenting on all of it. Crazy comments. Um, even that questions. Was like the all black people look alike type. Situation. Yeah, it was. It was. It was it, was. it was a pretty wild situation. But that just comes to show, like, with especially with nowadays, like how people generalize. Even that. Even that without coming to conclusions. And that's why like communication for me is like important. And then she either like blocked me or she got rid of her social media shout out to you i hope you comment on this episode oh she's listening yeah i wish you well hey you <laughs> i felt like that was her little Sorry. wave on the internet you see rights antics loading so with that being said what what do you guys like feel about with valentine's day because like some people make it a big deal some people want to make it something extra special uh, for their partners so my question is like you um nice and bright or do you guys um do anything special for valentine's day or do you guys feel like it's overrated i, I think that everybody deserves that. uh to be treated a little bit special um on valentine's day i don't think it's overrated um because like some people don't normalize having date nights you know once mm-hmm. a month like we do we made that a thing but um you know that doesn't happen for a lot of people so i do feel like those days that one day out the year is very important so i don't think it's overrated at all hey yeah i i don't you know, I'm I'm not always into like uh, rushing to like societal things, right? I don't have a problem with them. I think it's, I think it's good because I feel like, and that's part of our brand where we talking about like the world needs more love, people need more love. Um, mm-hmm. And the funny thing was the way things worked out last year. Um, I didn't think we were gonna be able to get together on Valentine's Day, so we ended up doing something um, a week early, and so. I was like, nah, 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 we're not doing Valentine's. We're doing Vision Times because we're heavy on it. We'll be in our bag. <laughs> yeah, and so speaking of, I brought a little gift for you. Oh, oh. man. We got her. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got her. <sighs> Thank you. I got to open it in front of everybody. Yes, you are. I'm shy. Look at that. Oh, it's a week man. early, so you know. Oh, my God. Surprise. Normalized surprises. It's mine. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> We don't want no people. We spread love around here. <laughs> oh, Gang. I love this. So, so what does it say? Best of the 90s. Hey. Yeah. See, I so like she it. likes a lot of shiny stuff, and she was born in the 90s. Talk about details. Nice is nice with it. Always in Wait, details. Oh, yeah, now nah, she knows. And it's a whole mixtape, and I've, you know. She wants me to drop bars so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you tried it. Yo, she got them though. Don't you let her fool it. you. Yeah, she. Yo, make sure you tune into Empowered Voices. She's Ooh. gonna drop a hot sixteen. Yo, that's super shiny. Let's Jeez, get it. Nice. it. Looks like thank you diamonds. 
Can you point it to the camera right there? Let's get it. <laughs> Did they sponsor? <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> see, she gets it because there's no brand on there, as you can tell. Okay. There's no brand on there. But I'm, look at that. See, I'm rubbing off on her. <laughs> she said, I ain't showing this gift unless they sponsor the pod. Yeah, dig. But um, thank you. You're welcome. But um, you know, I and you know, I think it's just important for defining things within your relationship too, like. Whether you fall in line with society or not, I, I don't feel like uh, some of these things are like make or break things, right? But I, I do feel like, and something that's we always talk about is like sometimes you do have to improvise because both of us are parents, both of us have jobs, both of us have separate businesses and together businesses. So it's more or less like we can define how these things work. We don't have to have everything defined by like what society is. And I feel like that's something that we've established from the very beginning, you know what I mean? So we, we still celebrate each other in our own way. Facts. And Paulina, with like your relationship and also just some of the stuff that, you know, what we talked about with TikTok, I know that you've been on a TikTok spree just preparing for this episode. <laughs> so tell us. I almost had a goddamn aneurysm watching all the TikTok. <laughs> Yo. I deleted that app. So fast. So so tell tell us a little bit about like you know with your input with that, um, especially with the generalizations that go on in like today's society with um you know social media spreading the word. Oh God, where do I start? He started some good points with categorizing people and being very much extremes. It's this or that. There's victimizing. There's blaming. There's so much things going on on. Oh God, on TikTok. And there's, there's, there's like made up concepts like sprinkle, sprinkle wipe. I don't know what the fuck that is. Am I allowed to curse on here? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Fucking yeah, fuck sprinkle, that. sprinkle wipe. I don't know what that is. We heard a cuss. What is this shit? <laughs> Whatever. But um, just, I guess, what's the public announcement? No. The general public doesn't know what a narcissist is. And y'all also don't Get know em. what bipolar is. Get em. Just to be honest. Get him. Just to be honest. No, but um, just so seriously, coming from a mental health specialist, you know, I do see that these terms are really overused on social media and really used for people to either victimize themselves or, mm-hmm. um, oh, what's the word? Really <laughs> place all the blame on their ex and make another, sick yeah. another, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Going back to what you said earlier, where people don't have a lot of self-awareness, nice, uh, especially. And th- this is what's so important about my my field of work and why couples therapy is so important is because people are very biased towards themselves. It's nearly impossible for a person to have complete awareness of themselves. Mm. And so this is why going to someone for another perspective, whether it's yourself individually, your family, or your partner and yourself, it is important to have that outside perspective because when you are trying to get your needs met, when you are trying to communicate with another person, when you are trying to be make a happy life for yourself, that's clouded um, mm-hmm. either consciously or subconsciously. And it's it's near impossible for you to see non-judging and unbiased what your behaviors are if they're impacting other people negatively, if you're impacting yourself negatively out of short-term gratification. Mm. Um, and what I find is on social media is that people are so instantly gratified with getting um, confirmation bias. Yeah. And then you get that on your algorithm and then you're just getting fed that constantly, constantly, constantly. And it just strengthens that initial belief that you had maybe for a split second and maybe you would have moved on from if it would have been corrected or educated on to begin with. And then people take these comps. It's like, oh, this person is a malignant narcissist or this person, this is love bombing or this is gaslighting. And then you know, it just turns into oversimplifying 
uh, the overall concept of human relationships. Yeah, I always say you could hear a lie a thousand times and believe it to be truth. Mm -hmm. Or you could tell yourself a lie a thousand times and believe it to be truth. And people love generalizing. And I think part of that is just being overstimulated, this instant gratification. And everyone wants to feel knowledgeable about something. But it does irk me because I see people just throw these labels out and I'd be like, "Mm, yeah, I don't know about that. Like, And speaking of like you're talking about bias, you know, that's something, you know, I learned in my doctoral classes where, you know, they talk about like in the research process where you're developing new information, how as much as you are taught and told to work your best to remove bias, it's literally impossible to remove 100 percent of your bias. Yeah. And I think um, one of the interesting things that she said is just and something that me and you both say is like a lot of people just like like reaffirming the bullshit. 100 percent honest so like a lot of the content that they do um intake is just reaffirming their beliefs um and they don't necessarily like open their mind up to like you know the opposing uh, viewpoint or just seeing it from a different perspective because just seeing it from a different perspective what i learned from in the past helps you understand someone's better and and then you know that's how you recognize your faults because if you know you did fuck up in a certain scenario, like yeah. the only way you're going to be able to recognize it is seeing it from a different viewpoint that's not yours because that's not coming from a selfish place. It's facts. And I think people um, oversimplify relationships and they want, like you see a lot of these three things guys shouldn't say or 10 things that are signs that blah, 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 whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, again, oversimplifying human relationships, but specific, specifically with romantic relationships, there's always a lot of blaming on the males for this or the the women for this or oversimplifying certain behaviors. And um, like I said, the sprinkle sprinkle, I like trying so hard to force one particular way of relationships is right. And then Mm -hmm. anything like that is wrong, especially with cases like, for instance, the freaking, what's his name? Andrew Tate or whatever, like the red pill, blue pill, (laughs) that nonsense. And then also women that are like, you, you, he's not nice enough. You just need to find a man that's like generous enough. It doesn't matter if he's rich. He just needs to be generous enough. Sprinkle, sprinkle, wife. That shit again. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like things it's like magic. that. <laughs> if he says this, run before you can crawl. Like it's. Right. But that's the sad thing is that people will consume that so much and they'll run out on a perfectly good situation for, you know, a little crumb of an experience. And or ruin something that could have been fixed. Yeah, everything is a swipe away from something new. And so that whole I could throw people out, you know, type of situation is like a thing for people. So, you know, they do that with, with friends, family, romantic relationship, anything. Mm-hmm. So it's it's weird. It, it's it, it's something that's impacting a lot of people. It's just I also wonder, like, how do we offset that? I think it's definitely like a cookie cutter mentality as well, because a lot of people that make those type of videos, it's like, if you don't believe what I believe in, then, you know, your way of thinking is wrong, which is like crazy to kind of even think about. And it's actually funny that, um, you know, you mentioned a couple of those words because a lot of those words get thrown around that are very trendy on like TikTok and stuff like that. Cause you always hear the word narcissist. You always hear the word gaslighting. You hear the word toxic. Oh, like this is the red flags and stuff like that. Um, so like kind of getting into those topics me personally, Paulina like knows that in the past there was actually a funny story uh, of a person that will remain nameless, but you know who you are, so shout out to you. You. 
No, nah, but it was funny because like she actually she actually uh, told me she was like, oh, you're nar- you're you're a narcissist and stuff like that. Oh and I was like, oh, wow. and she knows she knows exactly what I'm talking about. But um, I told I told her straight up. I was like, no, nah, like you know, I can come off as arrogant sometimes. I recognize that. Um, but I'm super confident in what I do. And then sometimes and a lot of the times, like with what I do, I have to be super confident and kind of ignore people's um, opinion of me because or else I wouldn't be able to accomplish certain things because a lot of doubt gets put into you when you're an entrepreneur, when you're trying to do something, take a path that no one else has taken. People will tell you all of these crazy things. And if you don't ignore what, if you don't ignore like the negative say of what they do, like people will take advantage of that. And also people will just take advantage of your generosity. Um, So some people uh, take that the wrong way. They go to the conclusion that they'll mention that. Funny enough, um, when she said that, I actually phoned Paulina on the phone. Don't bring and, and, and I told her, I was like, yo, actually, my friend's a, you know, she, she's a clinical specialist. And, you know, she can actually tell you what a narcissist is. And I put her on three year real quick. <laughs> he really, no, he really just called me and was like, hey, so oh, I have my friend sure. on the phone. And I need you to tell them that I'm not a narcissist. Wow. <laughs> what time? It was late at night, too. Yeah. I was just was sitting random. at home. Random. You random. Just, you send him a bill? Like, what you think? He could just call Google like he that? He owes me a lot of coffee. Uh, yeah, we... <laughs> We yeah, got him. We we not gonna talk about the debt. Uh, I'm in between <laughs> you, you and Paulina. Bruh. Yeah, we're not that credit that credit that credit score is looking Yo, that crazy. Invoice looks crazy on PayPal. That credit score looking crazy. Experian not gonna like me. Don't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> Experian, we got another one. <laughs> oh. But if I could add on to something you said though, that really stuck out with people calling you a narcissist as an example, when I don't, I understand why these terms exist, gaslighting, um, love bombing, whatever the case, I understand why people like to have these terms. And I know that there's a time and a place for them, but what bothers me about them being so overly used is the oversimplification of what they're trying to Mm -hmm. represent through using that term. They're usually trying to make a general statement that is an accumulation of specific behaviors. So when someone is trying to say or calling someone a narcissist, typically what they mean is this person is selfish, this person is self-centered, this person is yep. not taking my feelings into consideration, but that doesn't make them a narcissist. That's kind of extreme. And then people can say this person's love bombing me or this person um, is manipulative, but they are maybe subcon- subconsciously trying to get you into a relationship quickly or attached because yep. they're insecure and this is their way of trying to get keep you and they're not consciously really trying to deceive you but then you know you get to know someone and then you quickly realize that maybe you're not compatible and then it feels like they're love bombing but they're really that wasn't their intent so so what's the textbook definition of an actual like narcissist so an oversimplification of a narcissist is someone who lacks the ability to have empathy for others um they for lack of a better term they think they're god's gift to earth they think that they it's a privilege to be in their presence that um, other people, they are entitled to a lot of things. I've worked with actually di- clinically diagnosed narcissists before, and they thought as, as a female therapist that we could not do anything for him. Wow. Um, that as us as women had nothing to offer him. And he couldn't work. He couldn't keep a job. He couldn't really... He had VA benefits because he was a veteran, um, but otherwise he wouldn't be able to sustain a, a living because he just thought any job offered to him was not good enough. And you couldn't maintain relationships either. But so that that's, again, that's the extreme everyday life consuming actual narcissistic um, situation. You know, a personality disorder, which is what narcissism is, 
is something that affects your everyday life to an extreme extent. What type of solution would there be where maybe one person feels like the other person's not empathizing as much? What's usually like the go-to solution for that? Unfortunately, there's not a singular go-to solution because it takes two people to tango. So both people Mm. need to be actively working in the relationship because both of you are going to grow, both of you are going to change, and both of you are going to struggle sometimes to communicate or understand the other person or just understand your your own behaviors completely. So couples therapy is a great place to start because it lets you see an outside perspective of Mm -hmm. both of your behaviors, how you're interacting, what you both can work on collectively for your relationship. But it also helps if you're working on yourself individually, the both of you, to grow and to become more empathetic and to learn to better verbalize your emotions in the moment, to better cope with your own emotions when you are becoming overwhelmed and not take it out on the other person. Yeah, I think that's essential. And a couple of things that you said, and I feel like her and I talked about a lot, was not being in a relationship if you're not actually like ready fully mm-hmm. knowing who you are right. knowing how you show up know maybe how you don't always show up and being able to kind of communicate that and then also being willing to listen to someone when maybe you're not agreeable so I you know I told her from the very beginning I said nobody can tell me they know me the way I know me I've done so much work on assessing you know my good side my bad side how I showed up in relationships how I didn't show up in relationships and how I was going to handle a situation when it came up again. So I was very confident in that. However, I'm not overly confident at to say, like, I won't listen to her perspective as something comes up. So I've always yeah. stated, I might say something or hear something in a reactive way. In that moment, I might feel some type of way. In that moment, I may say something, not too out of pocket, but I might say something that, that may cause some type of reaction. But I promise if you're saying something that you're trying to help me and I may react negatively at first, I promise you I'll be sitting with it and I'll assess it outside of myself and I'll be able to come back and, you know, apologize and be very specific about what I did wrong or what I may have said wrong and take whatever is being presented to me into consideration. And I feel like it just takes knowing yourself to be able to do that. And because I know I'm not always going to be right, but that was something like we both talked about. And there's plenty of times where, We've talked or had some discussions and then, you know, I'd come back and be like, oh, no, nah, like you were right about that. I was wrong. Da, da, da. Or she's done the same thing with me. And I'm always saying this to her. I'm like, oh, I feel like this is like the healthiest relationship I've ever been in because we always will communicate through a lot of different things. But what's your take on that? Well, I think that's because we both did a lot of self-work before we got together. So um, I feel like our um, self-journey um, that we had prior is really like key and even if you are in a relationship and you're struggling with something I think that is best to work on it um, individually but still with your partner at the same time if that makes sense Um, like you have to get yourself right know yourself communicate you know know what your triggers are know what you need to work um, on so I think everything starts with with yourself first so communication is definitely key and I think that's like the perfect transition to talk about the next topic, which is boundaries and setting up boundaries just for yourself and also for your relationship. And I know that's uh, a, a conversation that me and you had a lot, uh, Paulina, um, especially with not only like with your line of work, but just personally with, with some of my experiences and your experiences. Um, so tell us a little bit about like good practices when it comes to like setting boundaries um, and then some of the things that, you know, you've, you personally set for yourself and what you learned as well. Yeah. So to start, yeah, boundaries are a huge thing in my sessions with a lot of my clients. I, I would say 95% of my clients at some point, boundaries do have to come up. Um, 
and when we talk about boundaries, we're talking about knowing what our limits are with either verbal boundaries, physical boundaries, emotional boundaries, and that could look like a lot of different things, but um, learning what that means for you, what sets you off, um, when you need to step away, and when you need to just completely separate yourself from another person. And that can be family, friends, partner, Mm -hmm. being able to verbalize that in a way that it is not an ultimatum, not if you do this, this we're done, or if you do this, I'm like retaliating this way, but if you do this, I'm going to remove myself because I can't tolerate that. What I noticed is that a lot of people don't know what their boundaries are. A lot of people struggle to frame their boundaries off of their values and uh, kind of go bouncing off what she said earlier with knowing yourself and growing yourself, understanding your own triggers and stuff. Part of that is understanding your values. And I think people struggle to understand what their what their values are and how that would play a role in a relationship. Um and how realistically that plays out when you're sharing your life with another person, mm-hmm. what your boundaries mm-hmm. look like when you're sharing. Because the goal ultimately is to spend decades and decades living under the same roof with another person. So how do you both dance your boundaries around to so that you're both content and not violating each other's boundaries? Um, with my own personal life, I have, I have pretty strong boundaries. Um, I think, you know, I'm pretty blunt. <laughs> I, I don't mind disconnecting myself from people. But that's part of my work too. My my work has made me very indifferent with taking things personally. You know, I accept people as they are. I, I I understand that nothing I do is going to change them immediately. Nothing I say is going to um hint, like change on the person's perspective or what they're talking about. So if I find that someone is exhibiting behaviors or having conversations that I don't agree with, usually I would just separate myself or just draw boundaries with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do let in a professional setting, obviously have there's strong boundaries with myself and the clients. And so I just make sure they're aware as well of, of my limitations as a practitioner and, you know, what their limitations are of, you know, what they can say and do around me and being able to communicate that without hurting someone's feelings, but just making them aware that, Hey, you know, this is something that we cannot discuss and not something that can be done in this office. And this is why. Yeah. yeah I think, uh, to that. I think that all of that's like really essential. Um, I have a curious question that you've ever encountered. So um, the woman that I'm seeing sometimes likes to have what she calls um, fake toxic arguments. Have wow, you ever encountered Where's my phone at? Your... <laughs> She's ready to look one up. I'm going to pull up my notes because I got some shit that's really, that I really want to say. What that I'm saving for my real therapy. Wait, no, it's, I got some stuff. No, it's actually, it is... We're, we play entirely too much, but I, if one of them, one of the first ones showed up in my memories not too long ago and I sent it to her and I said, yo, you was really wild that day. So, but it was funny. It was about it. We were both recording each other. So like when I shared mine with her, she shared hers and it was just like these two different perspectives of this, like just playful discussion that was like fake toxic. But what people would say is toxic, but we're just like playing around, but I'm just curious if you ever encountered that because she started that. Oh, I do that. Fun times. Oh, yeah. so you're just watching a movie. I feel like it's healthy. And, and the, like, <laughs> that, no, literally, literally. It's healthy. Literally, like how you just gave her that gift. And I immediately was like, where's mine? That's I do exactly. That shit all, I do that shit all the time at home. That's exactly what they're like. Asking Why didn't you ask me out for Valentine's Day? Yep. <laughs> Why didn't you, sir? Wow, yo, don't do that. Don't do that. Shout out to Dan. Shout out to Dan. <laughs> right off for the fellas. Don't do that. No, I do that. Oh, he doesn't. He doesn't reciprocate though. So it's one sided. Oh, no, I but reciprocate. I mean, he, no, he does. He does. I, I 
wish it's smoke fun. sessions. It, it, it's fun. I think it's funny because I I know we know we're joking. So it's healthy, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? But for us, it's comical. I'm not, I'm not crazy. It's healthy, right? No, no, she's not. I don't crazy. know about healthy. Oh man, <laughs> I think it's funny. <laughs> no, no, we be laughing because sometimes I'll send her something. Oh no, nah, this oh some of the screen recording stuff. It it be funny stuff from social media. You're gonna get us like canceled. A, you better. It be not. like a fake message that. You know, act like we're commenting on a post, but talking about one another. <laughs> I'll screen record it at Hoot Up, you know, and then send it to her. Who's our girl hearting your stuff? This is this is what I should have said, but um, I said, oh, okay, that's fire. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> have a good day. Thank yeah, you, translator. <laughs> but 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 it's funny, but to a degree, I feel like that like playfulness is what helps kind of make sure knowing that. It is like a safe yeah, space. Yeah, it's like a huge yeah. jealous type of thing. I think it's... Oh, yeah. Oh, have, I, have only fun, if I showed the text I got from her this morning. Like, that was wild. It's been a while. <laughs> yo, she... But it's funny <laughs> I've because... I've been doing really good lately. Yo, it's funny. The other day, she was she was seriously like, oh, wow. I haven't had no, like, fake toxic argument moments in a while. I'm but, doing good. She goes, I feel it creeping up, though. And then this morning, it definitely... <laughs> but about, you set boundaries. You. you told me you had enough. <laughs> <laughs> It's giving Cardi B in her interview saying, I just want a good man that got good dick and he takes me on a date. But then I get bored and I want drama. <laughs> yep. It's giving Cardi B. Yep. See, call you nice. Yeah, well, she's Cardi Bright. <laughs> nice bang, set. Bang. She loves Bacardi. Or gang gang. Yo, relax. Bang <laughs> bang. See? Or she goes with this gang stuff. <laughs> so what are some some of the boundaries that you guys um set up for yourselves, if you don't mind sharing? I feel like when you say boundaries, I want to say more like expectations. Like oh. I kind of set towards the beginning of our relationship. Um, just like things like, you know, that I go to church, um, I have kids and, then, you know, things that I like kind of like my work shift, uh, what I expect out of a man, like romantically, financially. Um, but yeah, so I kind of like have more like expectations. I wouldn't say boundaries, but I do really well with boundaries with family and friends. I feel like anybody that's coming for my peace I'm setting a boundary. Like I don't care who you are, um, yep. so I do it really well with that. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that's something we both do, which I, I feel like is also about our bond because we'll both give each other a moment to like just clearly vent, and in some case, we'll ask like, "Oh, like I hear what you're saying, but do you want like some type of solution, or are you just looking to vent?" Because that's right. one of the annoying things if you're just like expressing something, someone's over here trying to hit you with mad solutions. Like I'm not even trying to hear that right now. Yeah, <laughs> so like I'm yeah. just trying to get some out. You know, so um, we're both heavy on like peace vibes, you know, so I think it comes to a time, especially like right now, if I get like super busy, it's more or less like anything that's going to impact my peace and it's going to negatively impact what I'm doing, I'll cut it off. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> but with my partner is different because I'll communicate like what's ha actually happening because we're closest. So with anyone else. As far as I'm concerned, you're on a need-to-know basis because ain't nobody paying my bills but me. Amen. Amen to that. I've been losing friends and finding peace. Listen, <laughs> I want to add on to something you Captain said, though. Plagiarism. Sure. You said something really important that I think is not done often enough, and that is setting expectations up front. Mm -hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm big on that. If, not, not, but like very specifically. Yeah, I was going to say, but people say don't have expectations and I don't really believe that. Like, I, I feel like you should. I think it's setting it you up for failure if you don't. Exactly. And I, but you have to know yourself. Because then you're going to exactly. waste your time. You have to know yourself and what you're looking for. Exactly. And then you're going to be months, years into a relationship and then you realize there's this difference that you have that. Yep. 
is not yeah. is not compatible. Exactly. Yeah, that happens I, a lot. I feel Lewis like. has a list if you ever need one of questions for first dates. Nah, I was <laughs> I, I was actually going to ask you um, to uh, kind of go through those, like especially <laughs> some of them, because you had some really good ones on there that I was like, yo, I should have been asking this some of this. Yeah. Where's my list? Who got the list? Where's you got the list. list. Oh, Dan, <laughs> Dan with the assist. Thank you. Uh, you- I literally so want, I got tired of hearing some of my friends. I don't know why they come to me for dating advice. I'm not a couple therapist. But um, I did have a list of questions that I thought the general population should be asking on first dates. And so I made a list. There's 22 questions total, but just to go through a few. So more than 50 cent, huh? She did yeah, the 20 questions. You got 22. Got she it. did this for fun. Me and, no, I did. Me and I, I did, I did this in like two minutes and yeah. I sent it to Lewis. And I guess he saved it. I don't know. But copyrighted. Because people. This is what I meant by people not it. not ex- expressing their expectations and um, their values and knowing themselves well up front. Because then you go into something and you, you get far into it and then you realize you're not compatible because you don't discuss yeah. these things until later on to the relationship. Um, for example, I. If, if a prenup is something that you're considering for your marriage, if you guys get to that point, if marriage in general is something that you're considering for your relationship, how much alone time you need on a regular basis, what your hobbies are that you cannot live without and that you want your partner to be involved in, privacy, boundaries and privacy. Can your person know the passcode to your phone and passwords to anything or no? Are you going to have joint accounts or separate accounts? Um, how do you split bills? How do you expect to split bills? Is it based on what you guys make or is it just based on 50-50 and that's it? Or is it in a case where you want someone to stay home and take care of the kids? And if you're doing that, are you willing to support that person fully given the sacrifices that they're making to stay home and the, the negative impact that's going to have on their career long term if they ever need to go back to the workforce? Um, your love language. You know, how do you feel seen and, and loved in, in a relationship? How often do you need that? Um, what are your non-negotiables? So just going through some of those questions, was there anything that caught uh, your ear uh, nice and bright that, you know, that you guys probably discussed? We actually do this often. Yeah. Uh, we ask these questions. We like normalized it. Um, another thing, though, that is um, I just wanted to say is that you need to like revisit those things because I know I evolved yep. a lot. So my answer mm. to those questions was completely different right before I met Nice. So I happen to be like evolving um, around the time that I met him. So it's good to also ask yourself those questions um, before you ask somebody else. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. And um, I think, like she said, we normalize stuff. Like we're real random. So sometimes one of us will have an idea and then, oh, I, th- I thought of this. We should do these questions. And what we'll do is we'll answer them independently in like a note. And then after we've already answered them independently, so that way there's no bias or, um, you know, impact from seeing someone else's answers, then we'll share or put them in a note together. And then we'll have a conversation about how we answered. So then it's like, oh, I didn't know. The conversations be so good. The conversations, like, it, yo, it they It turns be... into like other things. We actually did a really uncomfortable one one time where we asked each other like, <laughs> <laughs> what are some things we don't like about each other? Yeah. What do you like that? Yeah, like Might yeah, like when do we? You. Yeah, that that one was that one was tough, especially being like at the beginning of a relationship. Yeah, a little salty, Ooh. little salty yeah. hearing those. <laughs> yeah. I told Nice he talks way too much. <laughs> and I was like, Yo, you're right. Definitely, I hear that. <laughs> and he told me I'm always cutting him off. Well, because you talk, so we're going back and forth. Well, because you talk too much, you know. So you know, it makes sense. But yeah, um, those questions are definitely healthy and. 
they keep the spark alive because you know like they the conversations ended up in going different types of directions yeah and, and maybe you tell them something that they didn't know that that was bothering you mm-hmm. and then they try to yep. put effort into changing it yep yeah, yeah. and that, I think that's something we we do fairly well is mm-hmm. like heavy on like the listening part mm-hmm. yeah i like the fact that you guys also revisit uh, revisit it because right. um one of the things that i was taught is the fact that like if you're whether you're looking into marriage or just building a relationship with somebody, it's always going to be the person you meet at that time, the person you knew, and also the person you're going to know in the future. Um, because everybody as humans, like we're evolving, we're changing. So knowing yourself, um, and then getting to know your partner, and not just making assumptions, is like super important. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's a key, and I and that's why I think so much is about making your relationship yours, and not what the internet says it is, or not what like. Like your friends 50. say it should be or what your family say it should be. I think it's like you define you and we define us together. You know, so there's that separate part and then there's that together part. And like, what is the vision we have? And then also making sure like we're still working towards that. And so much of that is, again, it's not just the communication. It's like the comprehension. And like you alluded to, like having empathy for the other person, um, depending on how like situations change or evolve. But like that revisiting things. It's like that's to me those things like keep the ground very solid um in the relationship. You guys want to hear a random fact about relationships and divorces? For sure. Uh oh. You wanna hear the number one reason for divorce? Finances. Money? No. Miscommunication? No. Seventy oh. percent of divorces and because of um lack of commitment from one partner. Hmm. Meaning that they're not having these conversations and putting in the effort to maintain their relationship positively. Yeah. And I'm sure that's that. And I don't I, I know no clue what the stats are, but I feel like that is something that's probably like increased over time because nobody wants to work. Everything's disposable. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. This friend didn't like my post. It's a done microwave with, generation. Done with them. They don't want to work. You didn't like my post. Wanna, that's we don't messed up. <laughs> you didn't respond to my comment. That's messed up. You know, uh, also, I think it's also like the illusion that Obviously, you know, we're talking about knowing your self-worth, but also the illusion that there's always something better, better. out there. Yep. Yeah. Um, and you, one of J. Cole's songs, Love Yours, is like mm, that That one hits home because it just makes you think about a lot of the stuff that we think about and we always want to improve. And it's just capitalism as a whole with like a culture that we always want something better, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's in finance and stuff like that. But you never really appreciate it until like you love yours. So like mm-hmm. for me, for me, like hearing that, like I think that's where like the loss of the commitment is, is because like you kind of lose that appreciation of what initially sparked that. Um, versus like obviously like not inc- excluding like all of the the tox the like the toxic relationships, but like appreciating like what initially had that spark and keeping that spark alive. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. A random question real quick. I just circling back to this whole um, narcissism discussion. Can someone have, can someone not be a narcissist, but have narcissistic tendencies? Like, is that qualities? Something? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what people do when they use that term is they are looking at the traits of a person that can mm-hmm. be again, seen as self-centered or selfish or, deceptive and they generalize that to narcissistic and so and because that's such a common thing um and i and i'm you know i'm an educator so i'm big on like education information and and people seeking this those things out is there any resources that you could suggest or throw out there that people maybe should 
look up or learn more so that way they're not just throwing these words around aimlessly? Yeah, so a couple, depending on what you're looking for, there's NAMI. Um, oh, yeah. Of course, so obviously they would also be able to, sometimes they have um, community programs where they give free services. Always look at your county to see what free services they have for mental health because that's been growing in, in the state's um, collectively, and obviously we're trying to get more mental health services out there to the communities that need them. Um, APA, I know it sounds kind of random to, <laughs> to <laughs> but they give a lot of, um, you know, academic-based education on any mental health topic. You can literally just put in the search bar, whatever it is you're looking for, and it'll give mm-hmm. you articles. It'll give you um, educational backing I mean, resources. Um, and obviously, if you have, if you're privileged enough to have insurance, please see if your insurance provides um, coverage for therapy, individual therapy, or any kind of mental health services, and please take advantage of those. Just because if you don't feel like you need them doesn't mean that you won't at some point, and it's good to know if you have those available to you or not. Yeah. No, that's true. I, I, I'm somebody who always says, too, like, um, it's better to be proactive versus, like, reactive. Yeah. Know? So, like, you're not going to drive your car until the gas is completely gone. To then be like, you know what? I should probably get gas. And now you got to walk miles to fill your gas tank. Like, you should do it like pr- proactively or not wait to the last moment because sometimes, like, you can break down, you know, completely and, you know, lose parts of yourself. Um, so I think it's one of those things that just kind of always be working on yourself and kind of just be open minded to, like, at minimum, like resources and, you know, take yeah. a step further and, you know, not be afraid to talk to someone else. I, I know I'm at a, at the university, I have students sometimes say, um, oh, my friend's my therapist. Or they'll say, you're my therapist. And I, whoa, 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 whoa slow down. <laughs> I might be a good listener, but no, nah, that's not that's not my thing. I'm, I, I'll say to them, don't give me that label. I'm a communication specialist. That's what I'll say. But you should go see the counseling center on campus, <laughs> please. <laughs> Find somebody else. Get someone else to do it. Now you're going to be like, you can go see Paulina. <laughs> can, can I quickly explain like the the benefit of a therapist as opposed to going to someone you love? Yeah. The difference. So your loved ones are always going to be biased towards what they think is best for you. Um, that may not be what's objectively best for you. And they may not be willing to confront you with things that you need to be confronted about, whether it be your emotions or your behaviors. They may not have the ability to do that because they're biased towards you. Mm-hmm. And if there's a situation where it involves you to another person, they're going to be biased towards you. Um, when you see a therapist, we are accountable by our ethical standards. So we um, do follow an ethical standard that encourages what mandates us to be as unbiased and as ethical as we can when treating you to be unjudging. Um, our, our job and our passion is to support you to work through whatever struggles you're having um, without having that biased perspective that your family might have or loved ones. Yeah, that's that's definitely an interesting um, thing because a lot of people don't really recognize whether they need therapy or not. And it's I think mental health is definitely becoming a very um, popular topic. Um, especially nowadays, and people are starting to recognize it, especially after COVID. Um, one thing uh, nice and bright that you guys have um, that not too many couples have actually is the fact that you guys went in business together. So couples in business, how did that kind of go about? And how have you guys seen that in correlation with your with just being in a relationship working out? 
I just feel like there's a thin line. You just got to make sure you, um, like, we, we do a monthly date night. Like, you just have to have um, some sort of, like, boundary where you, like, stop. Like, okay, we're done talking about business because that's a different hat, you know, you're wearing when you're in that type of energy. Um, and it is also interesting to uh, do business with your partner because, I don't know, I feel like I'm a different person a little bit. Like, the way that I work, um, I move differently. He moves differently. So it's like you still got to keep that business, you know, hat on and not right. like, oh, I love you. And, you know, I just want to, you know, be biased and be like, it's, mm-hmm. no, it's not OK. We need to get this done. It's done. It's done. So um, it, it's interesting. Again, we're always talking about like spreading love. Right. So, you know, part of the business is really <clears throat> like fueled in that and recognizing that people need that in a lot of different contexts. So when we recognize that it was like, well, OK, how do we want to spread love? How do we want to connect people? And so initially, it's literally came from some conversations we had last January and February. And then we just kind of like developed like a schedule. And and that's why like the first merch drop we did was, you know, invest in love, but also investing in you. Like when you're investing in yourself, you know, you're able to kind of love yourself and then also adequately love other people. You know, some people don't fully love themselves. So I don't feel like it's necessarily possible to like adequately love other people without understanding who you are and what you love about yourself. But then we, you know, we discussed like outside of like the merchandising, like what are some other things we could do as far as like spreading love? So we identified that we want to do unique ways in getting people together, you know, through having, um, you know, events through the merchandise. Um, We've talked about, you know, even like just uh, we we went live a couple times on the internet. People seem to like that a little too much. <laughs> Roasting. Yeah, we're because we're always cutting up. So, um, we've talked about different things with content creation, and um, you know, we even started a support group, spread love support group, um, to bring people together. Um, just like really, so much of it is like building community in a lot of different ways, and you know, it's like, yo, come get this love. Everybody deserves to be loved and feel loved. So that's really our mission. Hey, I like the vibes. I like the vibes. The <laughs> show. So as we're coming towards the end of the show, we're going to give some final thoughts. Uh, first things first, um, common question we ask uh, to all of our guests on the podcast is, if you were to meet yourself 10 years ago, what's some advice that you would give yourself uh, knowing what you know now? So, Paulina, I'm going to have you go first, and then, Bright, I'm going to have you go after. How old would I be? Maybe 20. Oh, God. Poor Paulina. It gets better. <laughs> Forgive yourself. And allow, and allow yourself to ask for help. I think that's mostly it, honestly. Short and sweet. How many years? Ten. Ten, Ten years ago. Um, That you wasn't dreaming too big. Mm, like that. I hear that. So, bright bars. <laughs> is there any any mer- um any merch drops coming soon or any events coming up for nice and bright? We got something coming for Black History Month <laughs> <laughs> to be announced. To be announced. Yeah, yeah we got some 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 uh we, some real we wanna s- tell them? Special projects coming up. Where can they follow Nice and Bright at? Instagram, Facebook at Nice and Bright. Um uh, we're working on finishing up the website. We got a couple of um, merch designs uh, from past designs that we're going to revamp, especially for, uh, you know, Love Month and all that. And then um, because so much of it is centered on love, we have also identified, like, 
we need more more love and strength in the black community as it comes to you know black businesses and black ownership. Um, you know, like she said, she does she does taxes, but it's like you know she enjoys her clients. But it's like what what more can we do? But then also recognizing that there needs to be more unity. So you know we want to develop a space and a directory where more people know about one another. Um, as far as like black business businesses are concerned and like the needs of those businesses and. You know, another thing is like the government is always talking about all this stuff. So we want to organize more people in a way to, you know, have a website and have a directory um, for more people to be aware of these businesses, but also for these businesses to collaborate more intentionally. That's fire. Did I summarize that properly? You sure did. For sure. That's fire. (laughs) So in conclusion of this episode, let us know if you think if Bright Bag Nice (laughs) <laughs> Leave that in the comments below. Paulina, is there any other resources that you would like to let people know or if they want to get in contact with you? Ooh, no, thank you. Not with <laughs> me specifically. But please, like I said, look up the free sources in your area. Look up NAMI. They have the community base um, by zip code on the website. And please check with your insurance if you have insurance to see if they offer mental health services. Let's go. We hope everyone has a happy Valentine's Day. And thank you so much for tuning into Empower 610. And don't forget to subscribe. Oh, here he goes again. Could you talk to him, please, about how he does his little staring contest thing into the camera? Because it's just, I don't know, it's a little weird. And if y'all could just, like, subscribe so, like, we can stop doing this, please. Because I've had enough. Please. And Ski Mask Shorty might come for you. (laughs) And she actually owns the podcast. And we work for her. And if you guys don't subscribe... She might show up in a hood near you. But I just love that she does have a Love is Gangsta hoodie on. Let's go. Nice and bright and special. Gang. <laughs> Ski Mask Shorty, silent partner. Gang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scary. Gang. Scary. Hours. <laughs> Subscribe. Tune in. We out. Spread love and light. We out.